0: Five, six, seven, eight, school. school. Yay, school. school. We like school. <laughs> we like school in this house. That's what people say who've been to school. Yeah, it's true.
1: <laughs> All right, here we go. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Gilmore to Say with Tara and Haley. I'm Tara. This is Haley. Hi, Haley. Hi, Tara. It's time to go back to school. I think most people are back at school. Oh, yeah, you're right, because at this point, Everybody's back to school. We yeah. talked about it before that like a lot of different parts of the country go back at different times.
0: Yeah. I don't know internationally, but like mm. I imagine that like, you know, I only know magical schools internationally. I don't know about real schools. I know. So, but I imagine most of them are back now and yeah. everyone's in school or if you don't go to school because you're an adult. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you can go to okay. school as an
0: adult though, but yeah. if you don't.
1: We were talking about know? how fall is a state of mind last year on the uh, Autumn Matter episode, which we... Uh, just revisited on patreon and honestly i think that going back like back to school season when you have yeah. graduated is also kind of a state of mind
0: i thought you were about to say that school is a state of mind no, and I was
1: like, no that's a real place did you no. Um, go <laughs> no so my mom was a teacher for like 15 years and yeah. even now she's still like kind of braces herself for back to school season, even though she's fully not a teacher anymore.
0: Well, there's just something so nice when you go to Target and you're like there for your own life and suddenly you see the back to school section and you're like, I need highlighters and pencils and index cards that are pink for some reason. And you get a new journal and you're like, why do I need any of this? But it's like a deep seated need to have like fresh brand new pencils, even though you write on your iPad all the time. Exactly. Exactly. So. So true. I did just get a new notebook, but, like, again, I used my iPad, but I was like, it's back to school.
1: Yeah. I need it. You need it. 100%. No, I support that. I think it's totally a frame of mind because, like, once you've exited that chapter of your life that most of us were in for what? Quite a while. 12, 16-ish years, like – I, I don't know. I love getting new things, like new pencils, new notebooks. I love a planner. Like, oh, getting a oh, new a planner every year, that's yeah. still the thing I do. I love it so much. It's yeah. a lot of fun. Um, but before we start really breaking down we the back-to-school... used school, a planner.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I
1: was about to say, before we really get into the, you know, back-to-school on the show, <laughs> Haley and I... Have a lot of things that we've dropped today. The first being the ball. Um, <laughs> 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 I fully at like eleven a.m. got on with Haley to record. It's the Tuesday before. Were just like this episode. Eh, silly silly goosey time. And I went, oh my god, I forgot to schedule the episode for today. So I'm so sorry for last week, uh, the Lorelai era's episode. If any of you were hoping to maybe drive to work, go for a morning run, something. So and many
0: people listen at like five a.m. when They really drops. do,
1: and I was like. Oh my God, Haley, I forgot to schedule the episode.
0: <laughs> Our poor 5 a.m., 6 a.m. girlies 6 a.m. proud. Their I'm episode. so sorry.
1: I'm so sorry, but it was just, oh my God, it was so good. I can't believe we had we a good. I you had it on Wednesday. What? Like
0: Tuesday? Well, I hope that you had it on Wednesday, the next day last week when it dropped.
1: Oh, yeah. On your yeah, next yeah. day. Oh my a God. A nice little exciting
0: moment for a Wednesday Gilmore no to say. It's I
1: <laughs> I cannot believe that I did that. It was just so funny. We hadn't come up with a name. Like, genuinely, yeah. it was just like, oops. Yeah. But it's OK. <laughs> we got there. We were a few hours late, but we made it.
0: Fashionably late. That's so like Gilmore.
1: Yeah. But it was funny because we were talking about how we were going to kind of start off this episode. And I said, well, we want to talk about how we dropped. And then Haley said, the ball. I said, <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, yeah. but, but we picked it back up. <laughs> put it back in play. But we also dropped our YouTube channel today. It is officially yes. live. We kicked it off with an extended cut of Star-Crossed Lovers and Other Reasons to Hate Dean Forrester, which was our very first episode way back in January of 2022. Right. And what's really cool about this version is that we have video attached to it. Haley and I used to record ourselves. We used to screen record ourselves FaceTiming each other and we still had that footage from uh, <laughs> early. It was actually late 2021 when we recorded. Yeah, it was. December. It was December. And yeah. so, Uh, we still had that footage. So we thought, you know, to kick off our YouTube series page that we would add that to the mix. It's very, very funny to watch uh, these two (laughs) girlies who are starting a podcast together. It's not necessarily cringe in the way that like
0: written in the stars our original podcast was, but like listening back to us, like you say, like the welcome for the first time. It's like, it's a I little know. stilted. It's a I little know. uncozy. But like I think it's fun. Yeah. People enjoy it. The extended cut is only on YouTube. With it the is video only attached. on YouTube. Yeah. But go ahead and subscribe because we will upload all of our audio episodes there. And then in two weeks, we will upload our first video episode. And going forward. After the twenty six, I believe, all of our episodes will have a video component with them.
1: And they will not look like star-crossed lovers and other Avengers. <laughs> no. That was us well- recording on our phones. We're actually going to be recording on our computers. And it's going to look a lot cleaner. We have an editor now. So <laughs> she's going to make us look <laughs> great. Yeah. Also, like Haley and I said last week we don't necessarily consider Gilmore Girls season to start on September 1st. We really are waiting for around the first day of fall. So we are starting our countdown to Gilmore Girls season today, and we're doing it with the release of this extended cut of Starcross Lovers. It's the first YouTube video to go up on our page, but it's not really our first official video. Like Kaylee said, we'll be releasing that on the 26th. So we're going to be doing a countdown to Gilmore Girls season with a giveaway um because we have some really fantastic merch coming out for you guys over the next couple weeks and in order to enter into our giveaway to receive our new fall tote which is coming out on uh September 22nd you must subscribe to our YouTube channel. You must also comment on our extended cut of our Star Crossed episode with your Deany feels how do you feel about Dean? Tell us in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way that we'll know that you're part of the Wonderful. giveaway. You we'll get a lot of Dean sucks. I'll be thrilled.
0: We'll also post it on Instagram so you can, uh, if you're driving, if you want to come back to it you don't want to do it right now in the middle of the road, yeah. which we respect. That's okay. Please
1: keep your hands on the wheel at two and ten. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll definitely post something on YouTube about it. But we're really excited for people to enter this giveaway. We're really excited, like we said, to release our fall merch this year. And speaking of merch, we also released a merch drop today. We're just dropping things everywhere. (laughs) Very excited to drop things. Um, We released our book club drop today, which we have been planning for the whole summer, I think. We started planning this back in the spring.
0: Yeah, because we were really excited about it because like one of our book clubs is called Reading is Sexy, of course, as a reference to Rory's shirt where she's got the cutie little girl with the glasses on. And we didn't want to sell that version of the shirt. Um, so we were inspired by it and we became the cutie little girls with the glasses on. We did. We promoting did promoting Reading is Sexy. And I was I just loved it. It was I done know. by Emily Kelly, who did our winter gazebo last Mm -hmm. year who also did our fall gazebo this year Mm -hmm.
1: and I just I really loved it I love the way it turned out I know me too me too it's really great so you can shop our book club drop it is on our website it is live we're very excited and we hope you enjoy enjoy it
0: I'm very excited to put a sticker of myself and yourself on the
1: back of my Kindle. <laughs> what what cracks me up is that when you showed your family, they didn't know it was you. <laughs> my
0: mom literally was like folding the shirt. She was like, "Who's this? What's me? this from?" And I was like, "Mom, that's me.
1: That's me." And mom. she was like, oh
0: you're on a shirt
1: yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's just it's just a play on the reading a sexy design which we absolutely love as a lot of you know Rory wore that in season four when she was at Yale question mark
0: I think it was season five when they were doing cereal with the oh maybe it isn't season four it's just because
1: of her haircut that I remember she's got the short hair
0: oh yeah Oh, I'm thinking of something else because I was thinking of when she gets the advice from from the, the Brantford Cereal Girls. Cereal Girls. Totally. About Logan. Yeah, totally. Not that one. No, Could no, be no. Episode.
1: Yeah, it's. It's definitely one where the she's short haired. She is She's in the dining hall, and she's wearing a Reading a Sexy shirt, and we just loved it. So um, we're really excited about our new little design. And like we said, we'll be releasing more fall merch as, you know, the weeks go on for Gilmore Girl season. But the countdown to Gilmore Girl season is officially in full swing. Yeah. And we're so excited.
0: Despite the fact that we did discover on Patreon when we revisited an autumn matter that last year we said that Gilmore Girl season definitively starts on September 1st. We literally so. said
1: that. Haley was like, I usually am a summer girlie, and I really like to in the summer, but this year I don't want to. I want to just like, Miss. it's September 1st, it's Gilmore <laughs> Girl season. And then, like, to hear her talk about it so vehemently, like, Like, what, the day before, a couple days before, about how you're like, no, no. I want summer. Summer, Summers
0: until summer is over. (laughs) And
1: both of us felt that way. Both of us felt very passionately like, you know what, it's still hot outside. I think for you, especially living in Georgia, it's going to continue to be hot outside. For me being in New York, we have a heat advisory here today. (laughs) Yeah. But my pumpkin candle is out. I literally took her out today. I'm starting to get ready. It's, again, it's countdown to Gilmore Girl season in my house and on the pod. And I'm very excited. I
0: will say, I won't tell you what it is in full, but our first YouTube video in two weeks is kind of helping you fall into your Gilmore Girls Oh, I'm so ready. I'm very excited Haley. for it. So yeah. ready.
1: We're going to release that episode and then we're immediately going to be going on our fall road trip. Road trip? to To yeah. FanFest. I'm, so I'm so excited. excited. It's going to be so good.
0: If y'all are going to FanFest, <gasps> please let us know. Tell us, please. Yeah. We want to know. We'll have little cutie... Um, More to say things to hand out while we're there. We will. I'm making friendship bracelets. She is. I'm super excited. And they're great, let me tell you.
1: They're great. (laughs) I'm a great bracelet maker. She's a very good bracelet maker. They're very durable. Haley's (laughs) Beatery. Haley's (laughs) Beatery. Coming soon.
0: (laughs) (laughs) To an Etsy shop near you. Yes, exactly. Um. I love
1: it. So she's going to be passing out friendship bracelets. We're going to have some um, merch discounts for people who are attending Fan Festival. Some stickers, maybe. Stickers. Some things that we're releasing. Uh, We love the design that Emily kelly did for us we can't wait to show you guys so that is what's coming up soon but speaking of book club speaking of our book club drop today it's time to talk about academia on this show
0: we did mention back to school everyone seems to be there if you're in school
1: or if it's a state of mind
0: yeah <laughs> back to school is a state of mind or school if you just recently bought a
1: planner not... <laughs> which we should exactly. have done
0: exactly um but that's the thing is like one of the biggest themes on the show is school i would say like in this episode particularly i think like the way that I guess the conflict arises as we like dive into like academia on the show and like the relationship it each of the characters has it's really like the three themes we can pick out is like money do you have it or do you not um are you pretending you don't when you do (laughs) school and family Mm -hmm. because those are like the way that they all interact because there's like an elitist nature to academia and like really like Frowned upon, <laughs> if you're not paying for education, is kind of the direction that a lot of it goes in. Mm. Um, and I don't know if that's a commentary on how Amy feels or if she really just rooted herself into that, like, Connecticut old money, like, mentality and she really found it and really nailed it.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I think that in our Amy Sherman Palladino episode, we discovered she didn't go to college. yeah. So I wonder if a lot of the feelings that she puts into Lorelai come from her own mind's eye because yeah. she chose not to take that path.
0: I can so clearly in my mind hearing Rory say, you didn't go to college.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I completely, you're totally right. You didn't go yeah. to college. Oof. Oof. I'm so ready to get into this. There's so much to say. <laughs> I have to tell you, I spent this morning at my local coffee shop, and which I haven't done in a while, but like. We haven't had to like really sit down and like step by step plan for an episode like this because of the strike yeah. in in a second. And so I and love a lot
0: of it from our big, honestly, from brains. our <laughs> big giant
1: heads. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We've done a lot of it from our brains. So like it's been a minute since I sat down and I'm like, okay, step by step, how has academia like really influenced this show? Because there was just so much to sift through. Um, but I you will appreciate this and so will our besties. I sat there listening to um my Spotify Stars Hollow mixtape playlist that we made last year. Remember in the fall we made those? Uh-huh. And I have not yeah. listened to it in a while and it was just great. It like got me in the spirit. There was just something so great about like drinking a cup of coffee, sitting there with my notebook, listening to like you know, the soundtrack of Stars Hollow and just like living. And it just got me in the mood.
0: (laughs) Real countdown to Gilmore Girls season. It really was.
1: It really was. But in breaking all of this down, I just was like, there's there's just so much to pull apart, right? Because it starts with if we wanted to go chronologically, it starts with Richard, Emily and Lorelai and that relationship. It actually really just starts with Richard and Emily. And then like, Lorelai when she comes on the scene, then how that translates to Lorelai's life and her life with Rory and then her relationship with her parents meaning Rory's relationship with Lorelai's parents. Christopher is at play. And then it also trickles down into Rory's relationships with her partners, her friends. Like, there's just so much to unpack.
0: But also in that, like, not just the Gilmore Girls. Because like, yeah, like, it's like Dean and Jess and Logan. But it's also like Jess and Luke. And like, the way that they operate between themselves and like, the expectations that are there. Because so much of this is like, the expectation of academia yeah. as opposed to like the real desire to learn because it's like a like as we start with like emily and richard it's like such an elitism to education mm-hmm. that i don't think that like either of us have really experienced because like i grew up going to public school i went to like went to university of georgia like public school like i didn't yeah. like at no point was i in any sort of like situation for like a private education mm-hmm. And I think that that is something that, like, is really valued Mm, by these people mm -hmm. because it really seems to be the only path to getting to the hallowed halls of an Ivy League. Yeah. And, like, I don't really know where that comes from when we get to it with the Lorelai's, but it's so easy to define when it comes to Emily and Richard. Totally.
1: And on the topic, you know, before we really get into it, on the topic of your relationship with academia and school did you ever feel pressured by your parents to do really well
0: literally never like
1: <laughs> but was that because <laughs> I just, you, it was you already really wanted to do well for yourself do you think yeah I
0: think that I had like the, the only time that I've ever felt pressured was when I got a B in reading and I was like absolutely never again and I never mm-hmm. did but that was like in the third grade <laughs> so like the, the internal pressure started early yeah. but it was like I would say there was like an expectation of like I wanted to live up to my siblings because I have two older siblings who were very smart who did very well in school and I was like I'm like classic third child where I was like I'm smarter than them (laughs) I can do better than them like watch me go and um I did just as well as they did I don't at the time I was like I'm way smarter than them but like I think it was right on right on par with them but it was never a sense of like my parents were like why didn't you you know, like, why didn't you do better? They were always like, yay, we get to go to honor roll again. Yeah.
1: Oh, I love that. That's really nice.
0: But they did. I would say they were always like, you can do anything. Yeah.
1: You're great. Totally. You're you're very smart. totally Amazing. I just talked about this in therapy, actually. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. So he loves to do that on this podcast. All of a sudden, you'll be like, we just talked about that in therapy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my therapist was like, I love that for you, which is like yeah, exactly where you were. Oh, my gosh. What about yeah. you? Yeah. It was a journey. I was very uh, advanced when I was a kid. And so I think my mom very deeply valued education. Um yeah, she's a my, teacher. She's a teacher, yeah. But that she actually didn't do that until she was um, like in her 50s. My oh, mom, really? Yeah, my mom was in communications, and then she was a oh. stay-at-home mom for a while. We love reinventing yourself. Well, you know what's so funny? My mom used to work in radio. Really? Yes.
0: So in like 20 years, you're going to be a teacher.
1: Exactly. <laughs> there you go. This is the path. Um, no, my mom used to be in radio. And then she she worked in New York. And then, you know, when she and my dad got married and settled down, she was a stay at home mom for a while and then went back to school, got her teaching degree and then was a teacher for 15 years. And so my mom, like outside of that, really deeply valued education. She graduated college in three years like she very much like prided herself as i think my entire family did similarly to the gilmores not in an ivy league sense like my mom went to st john's like they all went to like respectable schools but it wasn't like ivy league yeah but i will say no tino shade to my mom there was a lot of pressure for me to do well in school and i will never forget the first time i failed a test it was in the 5th grade and i got deeply reprimanded in the fifth grade i was in the fifth grade and i failed a science test thank god you're not doing science now (laughs) thank god thank god i'm not in a lab um but like my mom was really really upset with me and you know again i don't begrudge her for it because she just wanted to see me do well in school but i really wish that i had been given more agency to fail yeah and to understand that like getting a bad grade is part of life and I think now my mom would totally understand that yeah but there was a lot of pressure on me to do really well in school I didn't care so much especially when I got to high school I really didn't I was like I'm a theater kid I just want to like sing and dance and have a good time (laughs) Uh, you know what I mean Yeah, (laughs) I just want to have a silly good time I
0: feel like that relates so like both of our experiences relate so plainly to Gilmore Girls because like I feel like in the sense of like Lorelai of like if your parents overvalue something to and I wouldn't say overvalue maybe that is like too like extensive of a way to explain it because if they overvalue it then they're going to reprimand you for the way that you're like
1: yeah not valuing it in the same way I think that that's the thing I remember my mom like you know she got really upset with me and then we had a very calm conversation about it like later that night where she was like, look, I have failed things before. Like she definitely like came back down from how upset yeah. and disappointed she was, which was great. Unfortunately, like in times in the future when that would happen, it didn't It didn't really go like that. Like she just, <laughs> she valued education so much. And I, I totally understand that mentality, especially because I think it's very generational. And I think, again, we see that in Gilmore Girls. But yeah, I I just liked school I really enjoyed it it just was not I did not value it as much as I valued my art and singing and dancing and like that goal for me was like I don't really know if I necessarily need this in order to get to where I want to be but I think that you know in speaking to both the mentality that my mom had and also that the Gilmores had it's like when you see something in someone you want them to apply themselves to it so deeply like Richard says at some point in Christopher Returns to Lorelai, like, my daughter, the brightest in her class.
0: Yes, that's what I wrote down. But what's really interesting that you're saying before about, like, being, like, bright when you were younger is there's this moment that Richard talks about taking, Lorelai taking his diploma Mm -hmm. and, like, keeping it in her room because, like, she wanted to be like her dad and she, like, had that, like, sort of, like – drive for herself when she was younger because she's like I'm gonna go to Yale too and then we have this moment in Christopher Returns and he was like the brightest girl in your class and I had to Mm -hmm. tell all of them that she was pregnant yeah and it's like oof because I know I don't think we ever get like a full like breakdown of how Lorelai felt about school when she was in it
1: we really don't
0: all of the like references she has to school are like I was in between science classes, like, waddling down the hall because I was pregnant. Like, whatever. Like, that's kind of how she talks about it. She always jokes about it. Yeah. But she was seemingly very smart from what Richard has told us. And then when she's on the road trip to Harvard, she's looking at, like, the valedictorian, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: which I don't actually think there are valedictorians at Harvard. Um, oh really yeah I don't so funny I don't think that's true
1: well we love it for the plot yeah
0: (laughs) maybe I'm wrong (laughs) but I I don't think there are but she looks at it and like the intention is that like that would have been the year that she graduated and like Mm -hmm. she would have gone there or like you know if she would have stayed with her parents she would have gone to Yale but it seemed like that was like when we get to dear Emily and Richard like I guess we're like chronologically in the past but like in season three now Mm
1: -hmm. is that
0: that's what they were talking about like that's the plan like in yeah, the same way that over her, on the mayflower yeah in the same way that her parents had a plan for her and like logan had like a dynastic plan in the revival
1: mm-hmm. it's like kind
0: of like what your family sets up for you because there's this like expectation of what you will do like totally you'll go to like a prep preparatory school you'll go to private school and -hmm. then you'll go to an ivy league school and you'll have a great job and in Lorelai's case they are probably like you'll go to school you'll meet a husband and your husband
1: will then work and they mess With it a up <laughs> like babe or bunny
0: yeah, yeah exactly
1: i will say that in my experience my mom was definitely not like you're going to prep school and then you're going to an ivy yeah, league you know right. it very much wasn't that it just was you weren't more like over. of like the connecticut society definitely not uh, I was in the Connecticut Society. I was in <laughs> some sort of society in Connecticut, but definitely not like the upper crust. Yeah. You know, I think my mom just wanted me to apply myself, and I think she was just like, "I see how smart you are. You're smart." Which is
0: fair. Which is totally nice, valid, but also one hundred percent.
1: Yeah. Also, I was nine. What a science, even, <laughs> and it was a science test. Um, but. Yeah, no, I think I think just moreover the overall theme of, you know, education is super important is just the overwhelming vibe of Gilmore Girls. Education is put on such a pedestal, which I definitely don't think there's anything wrong with. I think there's something very um, beautiful about your parents and the people around you encouraging you to apply yourself. However, and we can talk about this more when we get to Luke and Jess, it's not necessarily the only way. Yeah. And so I think that until we get to that relationship, that's when that's kind of tested a little bit. Because Jess ends up succeeding despite the fact that he didn't necessarily take the traditional trajectory of school yeah, and take that path.
0: And what's interesting about it is like the people who do take the tradition or not even the traditional, but like the very like elitist, like private prep school, Ivy League, they have like such a toxic understanding of school as it relates to people like Jess, who don't value traditional education in the same mm-hmm. way, but we'll get there because there is one um, short-haired girly in particular that I do want to point out later, mm-hmm. and like how her feelings kind of adapt. But let's um, let's get back it to down. the beginning.
1: Yeah, let's take it back to the top bop to the top so if we kind of start with like richard and emily like richard went to yale he actually says this to dean in the first episode of season two when he comes over that he knew exactly where he wanted to be and where he wanted to work when he was 10 he said i knew i wanted to go to yale and you you know trick says to him i know (laughs) like like, could you be any
0: more boring (laughs) i know you don't want to be a firefighter an astronaut
1: But what's interesting is that his father went to Yale, and we only know that because Trick says it to him. Your father was a Yale man. Yeah, your father was a Yale man. So I wonder how far back it goes, but it's very clear that that probably came from his upbringing as well. And we've talked about this a lot on Pod and on Patreon, that like your upbringing can really inform the way that you raise your child in one extreme or the other. Either you take the same direction or sometimes you go completely, like the pendulum swings the other direction, kind of like it did with Lorelai. And, you know, it just, it takes a different direction. But with Richard, it seems like he really took the same path that his father did. His father was a Yale man. He ended up becoming a Yale man. He wanted Lorelai to be a Yale man. And it really seemed like he didn't know how to have... dreams (laughs) like he like his own dreams
0: yeah like he had a path and a plan kind of set out for him and he was like oh this is great i just have to walk this path and i don't have to do anything else and it seems like he was really comfortable with that but then he had a daughter who was not so comfortable with that and he was like I don't like it. (laughs)
1: Yeah. But I think we also, not to like defend Richard necessarily, because I I think that there were a lot of mistakes he made along the way. But I do think it's a generational thing. I really think like up until until a certain point in the 20th century, like that was the plan. You went to school. You went to college. You got a job. Like that was what was valued in American society specifically. And so- I don't necessarily blame him for having that plan because of the period of time he grew up in. That was what was valued. But I think by the time that Lorelai came on the scene, she was like, well, that's not the only path. Like That was when things were kind of starting to change. And I think now if we step into 2023... There are so many different paths that you can take yeah. that don't include higher education. It
0: also has to deal with, like, their level of, like, wealth and, like, the, 1, the plans there. But yeah. I think that the other thing is, is, like, Richard went to Yale when it was all men. Mm-hmm. And so it's like he, but according to season seven, Emily went to Smith because mm-hmm. it's never spoken of when, and let the games begin, mm-hmm. where she was going to school. But she did have to show up to an all all-male Yale Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. uh, she supposedly majored in history but they both definitely like valued college Mm -hmm. and not like any sort of just random college it was like Ivy League Ivy League that's
1: it that's kind of like Ivy League or bust well do you remember in uh Happy Birthday Baby when in the cold open they tell Richard and Emily that Rory is going to Yale yeah and they get excited and Richard says something to Emily about like we have to go I'm calling the Talbots that Simpleton grandson of his couldn't even make it into Brown 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 is like are you kidding me Brown is an Ivy League school yeah is it not but that but that he didn't care (laughs) he's like that's not the good one I just love that he talks about it as if it's literally like shit
0: <laughs> but like that's the thing is like it's like at that level of like where they're at in like like upper society it's like yeah like i'm gonna shit on this person who didn't get into a school that was like as esteemed with like the reputation that like mm. that this one has so it's like you know for dean hearing someone got into brown oh my bad, god
1: you know insane yeah. but like richard he's like oh wasn't Brown. Yale, wasn't Harvard what can Brown do for you <laughs> nothing <laughs> literally but you know as that starts to take shape with Lorelai, you know we have kind of limited like you said knowledge of how she felt about wanting to go to school we just know that she was kind of like not to quote Logan Hunsberger but like that there was one path in or one door and she was being kind of shoved through it yeah I don't know that that's necessarily thank applicable you. to her thank you You're for welcome. quoting Logan Hunsberger was here. that quote was that the quote yeah, all I see is one door, and I'm, one door and
0: I'm being pushed through it. Yeah, I no choice. You try living without options.
1: I can see it. I yeah. know exactly where they are. Yeah, but but I don't know that that was necessarily what was happening with Lorelai. I can no. see that happening with Christopher. Yeah, but with Lorelai, I think the expectation was pushed on her, and I think that Richard saw this moment that he explains to Rory and let the games begin. You know. Your mother was 10 years old. She ran into my office and said, I'm going to Yale and took his diploma and wouldn't give it back for six months. And like, you know, I think that he saw that and was like, amazing. She wants to go to Yale.
0: Amazing. I knew what I wanted at 10. So she knows what she wants at 10. And so I'm never going to let her change her mind.
1: (laughs) Or I don't have to worry about her changing her mind because I didn't. Yeah. You know, and it was interesting to me because I didn't put two and two together until I actually looked at the dialogue and I was like, oh, When I was 10 years old, I knew exactly what I wanted. When your mother was 10 years old, she knew exactly what she wanted or so I thought.
0: Yeah. And the thing is, is like getting pregnant is like a huge shift. And like we see her a little bit before she does in Dear Emily and Richard. Mm. And she, again, like doesn't like talk about the way that she feels about school. It's more of like how she feels about her parents and what they expect from her. But she's not wanting to like run away from it. It's Chris who's like, let's go. Let's leave. Which I I
1: love and like didn't really put until I, you know, watched Christopher Returns in tandem with Dear Emily and Richard. I didn't really understand like how poetic that was that Lorelai in Dear Emily and Richard in the flashback, you know, She's like, you're supposed to go to college. I'm supposed to go to college. Like, that's the plan. The plan came over on the Mayflower. And he's the one that's so adamant about changing it, not her. Because Strobe's recount when we do get to Christopher Returns and he has his (laughs) blow up, which we'll get there in depth in in a minute, is like, your daughter seduced my son into giving up his future. And it's like, baby, your son didn't want his future. But I really am genuinely curious if Lorelai hadn't gotten pregnant If she would have just followed the path, I really don't know. We don't really get any indication that she wouldn't have, right? Yeah.
0: Because I think that Lorelai is really smart. And I think that she really wanted that for herself. And I think that there's something, like, definitely projecting onto her. But when someone is like, let's not do this. This is crazy. And it's like to then admit, like, I actually do want to do this despite the fact that like I'm irritated by my parents and like this is not necessarily like the way that I would pick it but like this is what I'm doing and like I don't think she hated it and mm-hmm. the only real indication we have of that is that she then passed it on to her daughter like as yeah. we all as like all parents put like their hopes and dreams for their own life into their kids in some way
1: 100% but do you think because we never get any indication of whether or not she was going to go to one or the other Do you think that she wanted to go to Harvard or do you think that she was going to go to Yale?
0: I think Harvard truly came like she left her parents and she was like, "Okay, what's the exact opposite of Yale? Harvard.
1: (laughs) Really? You do? Yeah. I think it would have been interesting in the flashback to hear some sort of recount from Lorelai that like she actually was like nervous to tell her parents that she wanted to go to Harvard instead Mm. of Yale interesting I don't know I don't know if that would have changed things because you know kind of moving into the Lorelai and Rory of it all not to be preemptive about that but like she does say something to Rory in the deer hunters of like was Harvard my dream like what came first the chicken or the egg yeah and I just wonder where that came from and she actually poses that question in deer hunter she goes where did that all come from and I think it would have been really really interesting to find out in dear Emily and Richard that like Harvard was maybe her dream and that would also tie into like the look that she gives the picture like you said the valedictorian in the road trip to Harvard when they get there like yeah it would have been really poetic to kind of wrap that up full circle because we get so many answers in Dear Emily and Richard that honestly until today I didn't realize how many we get in in Christopher's storyline and how he was the one who was like I don't want to do this I'm out
0: yeah bye (laughs) bye bye but it very quickly changes when like the like baby rory future little rory comes along and she's like i don't want them to decide our future and he's like but they're planning it it's okay we're just gonna we're just gonna keep you're right you're totally
1: right he he does say like great i'm back on board with the plan
0: yeah he's like oops (laughs) too much responsibility too big yeah but i I think that it's like a very um very clear indication of someone who's really young who's like trying to quote unquote like defy their parents because like or it's like a very clear understanding of her parents to like leave them and then still like instill in her daughter this like thing that she can't escape which is like a desire for you know to like go to school and like better yourself in this way um and she's like oh my gosh what would really really fucking piss my parents off not not going to school (laughs) it would be going to harvard yeah (laughs) Their, their most hated Place in the world because like we see that in season two or season three when they're like why would she go to harvard <laughs> they're so upset yeah. by it
1: yeah i no, i they are
0: they yeah. really are but my, she talks with max medina about like with her diaper and the harvard sweatshirt so it was mm-hmm. like it very clearly mm-hmm. came from her so when she's like did that come from me it's like yes It did. No, it did. did. Actually, (laughs) I just
1: like I really wonder where that switch was if like you said it was when she left her parents house and she was like, fuck my parents. Yeah. When
0: when you're talking about the pendulum swinging, I think it's like interesting because it's like the pendulum can only swing on like your understanding of the world almost. Mm -hmm. And her understanding that she had been raised on is like, you can go to Yale. Like, but it wasn't the other option, was like, you don't go to school. Right. Cause even in her own life, she ended up going back to business school.
1: Mm, mm-hmm.
0: So I think that that was something that she always yearned for. But Rory was the roadblock. But then she's like, why don't I just send the road back to Harvard?
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I, I. I never really thought of it that way because she does, like Lorelai does, put a premium on education herself. Like that didn't completely leave her. She does value education, but it's interesting because, like, going back to the Deer Hunters of it all, when she says, "like Was that my thing?" Yes, but she does give Rory agency to go back to Stars Hollow High. She says, "If you want to go back to Stars Hollow, like, let's do it. You want to go back to Lane and be with your friends." But the thing is,
0: is she says that we can find a way to Harvard from there.
1: Mm, that's true.
0: I immediately right now want to quote <laughs> uh, Sweet Home Alabama when he says you can take the girl out of the honky-tonk, but you can't take the honky-tonk out of the girl. Yeah. I feel like that way about Ivy League with Lorelei and the way that she was raised is like, you can take her out of this like elitist world and the way that they value education and the plan for your life, but you really can't take that out of her and the way that she's going to raise her daughter.
1: That's true. Yeah. That's very, very true. But I wanted
0: to simplify it with the honky-tonk. <laughs> <laughs>
1: new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code Gilmore at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tecovis. Only at tacovas.com That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. Haley, I feel like most of our followers already know that we don't really drink alcohol, but we do love I agree with you, though. I think that Lorelai's, like, upbringing really did inform, you know, what she wanted for her daughter. But what I find interesting about what she says in The Deer Hunters is that, like, she gives Rory that agency to go back to Stars Hollow. But like you said, it's still, the goal is still Harvard. Yeah. But, you know, when you fast forward to the end of season five and she's like, I'm not going back to Yale next year, Lorelai does not give her daughter any agency to no. take a step a step away. And that's so fascinating to me. She's like, go to Harvard, go to Princeton. (laughs) Yeah, I just, I understand why, again, we can, we can get there when we, when we get there, because like, it's more over about the fact that one man told her she couldn't and now all of a sudden she's just like killing her hopes and dreams and like setting them on fire. But I I get that. I get where Lorelai was frustrated. It's just I wish it had been dealt with from a different approach and a different angle of like, you're not giving up on school. Yeah,
0: which really just shows how, like, deeply rooted that was for her.
1: Exactly, exactly. But before we get there, you know, getting into how Lorelai and Rory's relationship was really built on this foundation of, like, like you said, the, the di- like, in diapers and the Harvard sweatshirt and, and everything. Like, I, I kind of am taken back to the pilot episode when Lorelai comes in and she's like, Sugi, she got into Chilton, she can finally have, like, everything she's ever wanted and I can resent her for it and yeah. we can have a true mother-daughter relationship like Harvard is mentioned instantly yeah that is why I wonder if there's a little bit of like I wanted to go to Harvard yeah like I, I
0: definitely think so I don't know if well going to Harvard that's kind of like where like where's the birth of Harvard in all of this and like mm. I think I still think it's kind of like it's the opposite yeah <laughs> but there was really no you know other indication of why she chose that but in that like she can go to Harvard now why do you think Chilton came about was it because she had been at uh Stars Hollow High for a year and was like she is literally acing every single thing she needs to be challenged she's not going to get into Harvard from this and she was like I have to we have to find a new way do you think Rory found Chilton do you think Lorelai did was she not like oh Hanlon Charleston he knows (laughs) Biddy his (laughs) wife who's friends with my mom
1: yeah, because I mean, like, especially being from Connecticut, and even if I wasn't from Connecticut, we would know this. There are tons of of prep schools. Yeah. I don't know. I have to imagine that it's kind of on the path that you were just starting to explain that, like, her teachers were like, look, she's acing every single test. She's not challenged here. Yeah. Um, If you really want to get her into an Ivy League school, she needs to be in a private prep school. And yeah. Maybe that's kind of what she heard, or like Lorelai Smart. She probably is like. Also, Lorelai probably went to a private prep school. You before. know, honestly, honestly, so but that's like, so interesting. We never really explore that on the show because we meet them like because of when we meet them. Yeah. We don't get to see the you know the why the build up to why Chilton.
0: Yeah, it's why? just immediately like she got into Chilton. How are we gonna pay for it? It exactly. was never of like a thing of like why Chilton? This is what we're picking. We know that it's really expensive before we're even applying to it. Like, did they think she wouldn't get in?
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm so fascinated by that question. I'm curious what our listeners think about that. Yeah,
0: would love to know.
1: Uh, Yeah, I I don't know how they got there and and how they landed on Chilton specifically. I think a lot of people have also, like, posed this question because of the flashback. Or actually, maybe it's not just because of the flashback. If um, Lorelai and Christopher went to Chilton, which I don't yeah. think they did.
0: I don't think so. Lorelai would be a lot more like when I was a Chilton.
1: <laughs> exact, exactly. Because like
0: in like uh, those are strings when she wants to like carve her initials into it. She would have carved her initials long ago.
1: One thousand percent. Yeah. Um, so I wonder where she and Christopher went to, went to prep school. Yeah. Because it was Chilton. Well, maybe she didn't want to go send Rory to where she had gone no I probably wouldn't
0: either probably still the teachers that were there that exactly. saw all like pregnant
1: <laughs> she definitely wouldn't have met Max Medina Ooh, oh but picture the irony of like falling for a teacher that teaches at a school that you used to go to mm, that would be really interesting um but I'm I'm curious to know what our listeners think about that like which like, do you think that Rory did that research? Because that would have been really interesting if Rory really wanted to go and like presented to it. this mm-hmm, to this prep school. And her mom was like, "Fine, we'll figure out a way." Because then it packs more of a punch of like Lorelai didn't really want her to go to a prep school because she went to a prep school and she saw like you know, the kids that she used to go to school with and, like, the influence that it had and, like, stepping into this new, um, you know, sector of society that Connecticut has.
0: I do wonder, though, because, like, as much as Lorelai would be able to, like, know what those kids were like, she was also very much one of them. Like, she would have been raised with them, so I don't think that she would have quite grasped, like, Rory's perspective of like coming in from a small town not being raised in this even Mm. though the school is being paid for by the people who are just like all of these other kids parents Mm -hmm. she's still kind of an outsider as much as she is a Gilmore insider so I think that even like Lorelai's expectation of it would always be kind of skewed
1: because she's seemingly kind of
0: cool like funny
1: yeah yeah. I don't know that's that's so true I didn't really think about that but like I think that You know, we kind of brought this up, I want to say, in last week's episode in, like, Lorelai's eras, because we were talking about how, like, Rory presented this, like, I'm not like other girls kind of persona. And before Lorelai was a mom, I do think that Lorelai also kind of had the I'm not like other girls, but she actually was not like other girls.
0: Yeah. I think that she was like Rory, but maybe, like, a little bit more outspoken, a little bit more personality.
1: Oh, yeah. No, definitely had more of an edge to her, I think, than Rory did. But, She's
0: always more, like, snarky, sarcastic than her anyways.
1: Yeah, but that's why I wonder if, like, she very much marched to the beat of her own drum kind of situation when she was at a school like Chilton. But you're right, like, just upbringing-wise, she was like a lot of those kids and, like, didn't have a yeah. small town perspective at all until she moved to a small town and raised her daughter there. So, yeah, Yeah, it's very interesting. But I, I do think it would have added a little extra flavor to the fact that Rory then all of a sudden didn't want to go to – uh to chilton upon meeting dean
0: this like school it was she like, selected
1: yeah like it would have been interesting if lorelei was like this was your idea this was yeah. your idea to go to school and now you don't want to do it like you don't know what i just had to go through to get you into this school <laughs> yeah i don't know it would have been really interesting it would have been really interesting yeah, it was but- too
0: they were too focused on the fact that she was like i just like bared my soul to my parents like i just sold myself to them to get you money for this like we have to go drink martinis every single week (laughs) (laughs) but in that like the presence here that we kind of briefly mentioned is chris Mm -hmm. and like i don't know that like when they were in school because of like the flashback in dear emily and richard that like chris didn't seem to want to be in school i don't know how smart he was i think that he was only on this path because strobe said so and then it's not until like Rory's coming along that he's like, OK, I'll go be I'll go work for your dad and this will all be fine. And no worries. This is all going to happen just fine. But it doesn't like that's not what their plan is. But he also doesn't like help raise Rory. Lorelai does it on her own. And like regardless of the fact, regardless of why you think, like regardless if you think that like kept him from her or like how that went about, it doesn't matter. Chris did not continue on in the way that he was expected.
1: Well, that is really... The crux of all of it, right? Because I I pulled out the like the transcript from Christopher <laughs> Returns, and Strobe says our son was bound for Princeton. No, 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 no. You have to say it okay, like I'm Strobe sorry. says it. Our son was bound for Princeton. <laughs> oh my God! I was like.
0: Every okay. time it's like my son is bound for the Iron Throne. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he was meant to wear the crown. <laughs> yeah, it's Princeton, it, that's my dude.
1: Exactly, Princeton. What it was. It's like no, it's I don't mean
0: to disparage Princeton, but no, like
1: Princeton's great, great but... school.
0: But like, you don't get a sword there. Like,
1: one hundred percent. Actually, before I even read that quote, I'm glad I got my <laughs> strobe feels out. Yeah, he says to Lorelai, "If you had attended a university as your parents had planned, and as we planned in vain for Christopher." You might have aspired to something more than a blue-collar position. But then he goes, our son was bound for Princeton. (laughs) (laughs) Every hated male attended Princeton, including myself, but it all stopped with Christopher. It's a humiliation we've had to live with every day, all because you seduced him into ruining his life. She She had that (laughs) baby and ended his future. Yes. But then when you flash forward, flash back into Dear Emily and Richard – You know, Lorelai's the one saying, you're supposed to go to college. I'm supposed to go to college. And then you're supposed to work at your father's firm and get a big stick to shove up your butt. You can't change the plans. The plans came over on the Mayflower. Like, yes, Christopher then, when she gets pregnant, is the person to be like, no, like, their plan sounds pretty great. She then takes Rory and ends up doing something different. Chris could have gone to Princeton.
0: He could have gone to Princeton.
1: There was never anything stopping him from going to Princeton. She seduced him into ruining his life. How? How? She takes the baby and she goes somewhere else. From what I understand, he didn't have to pay child support. I don't think they've ever mentioned that in the show. Did he have to get a job, pay child support? Because I think it would have been really interesting to see Christopher go to Princeton and not make it and not survive. Because he he already said he says to her in Christopher Returns after this entire blow up, he goes, even if we had gone with the plan, even if you hadn't gotten pregnant. I never would have made it through Princeton. And Lorelai says, I, I don't believe that. But, like, I But do. we're like, we kind of do, actually. I do.
0: I fully do. <laughs> do you think he graduated high school? Like, do you think that this threw him off completely? Do you oh. think he, like, maybe that was, like, you seduced him. He lost, like, the path. Like, he didn't end up graduating school. And so – because I never really hear about Chris going to, like, any other college. Like, not that I can, like, recall that, like, he – Went to, like, a community college or, like,
1: state school or any option it was Princeton or literally nothing. Nothing. Um, No, you're totally right. I don't know if he graduated from high school. They never talk about that. I wrote that down here. It's weird because, like, we never really hear about Chris's outlook on education except for that one snippet that he gives Lorelai and Christopher Returns. Like, I never would have made it through Princeton and of course what we get in the flashback in Dear Emily and Richard. And then in season six when he's like I'm rich let me pay for your school. (laughs) Totally but like we never hear about what his outlook on education is outside of the flashback. We know what 16 year old him thought but adult him like it would have been really interesting to hear his perspective on Marie dropping out of college.
0: Mm, You're right. We get that. We don't. He's never considered they're like, he's not gonna
1: help, God. (laughs) Well, no. I mean, and they were (laughs) also like on the outs with him because of what happened in Wedding Bell Blues, but like that's just very interesting to me that like there's a world in which Rory could have run to her dad if they were on better (gasps) terms.
0: Ooh, don't throw a what if into the middle of this. I
1: had to. Because like, she could have. Yeah. And he probably would have (gasps) welcomed her with open arms because he was like Just
0: running off to her papa to be like Neither of us value school anymore. <laughs> He's like, "Wait, yeah. amazing! Exactly." I'm probably playing video games. Come inside.
1: <laughs> Truly, I'm watching Teletubbies in one room and <laughs> playing video games <laughs> in the other. But yeah, I, I, I just it's it's the one perspective that like beyond again the flashback and like that little snippet in season one. We never get like his perspective to Rory on education. I guess we get a little bit of it in the revival. Yeah.
0: You know? What's he doing in that office?
1: Probably nothing. He just collects a paycheck. <laughs> just but he very office. much says to her, like, here I am. I ended up exactly where I thought I wasn't going to be. But I'm yeah. here. I ended up doing it. Yeah. So, yeah, like, Christopher's journey with education is also a lot of hearsay. In the yeah. same way that it is with Lorelei, like, our parents had such high hopes for us. And we yeah. didn't take the paths that they wanted.
0: And I think the only reason we can more clearly define Lorelei's is because... Because of where Rory ends up, because like a two year old doesn't want to go to Harvard, two year old doesn't know what Harvard is unless someone is like instilling it in them. Mm-hmm. And so it's like kind of the way that she ends up where she is. I think it's like Lorelai passed her the baton and Rory, who was very intelligent, ran with it. Whereas mm. with Chris, no impact on this girl whatsoever. So we can't really project any of these ideas onto him because mm. does he have any ideas? Who's to say?
1: <laughs> Honestly. Not I. Yeah. But I do think that the reason we, of course, get more of Lorelai's perspective is because of the relationship with her parents that's so prominently in the series. I mean, that is the series. Yeah. And she's the main character. So, of course, yeah. we get more of a glimpse. But it's so interesting that despite getting more of a glimpse into her, we still only know just a little bit more about her and her relationship with education than we do with Christopher.
0: Yeah. I think that it's clear that she values it because she does go back to school. We don't know. Mm -hmm. Chris doesn't seem to have done that. I don't think so. No. And it's like something she entirely does. She seems to pay for it for herself. And she's only doing it because she has a dream now about going and opening an inn. That's true. It's kind of like all of this now has come from herself. Mm -hmm. She made it happen and she graduated and her parents were incredibly proud of her one I of like know. the most beautiful emily Ugh. richard lorelei moments is when she graduates school which yeah i also think is very indicative of the way that they're like proud of her because like it's very rare that they express pride in her and yeah. it really only has to do with like i mean we call season seven fan fiction but richard at Rory's graduation is like this is as much as it is for her as it is for you and so I think that there's this moment of like, are they really only expressing pride in her when schooling is involved? Their mm. expectation for her that she didn't fulfill when they wanted her to, now she is later in life.
1: I think it's more about that. And of course, the education, of like we just said, was so deeply instilled in them. So they deeply instilled it in their expectations for their daughter. But I think it's more over just getting to see her fulfill something that they never, you know, they a dream that they kind of let die a really long time ago. Yeah. it's it, it, That's so true. Like, it's... It's just very deeply ingrained into all of them, and I really wonder how Rory will do that for her child, especially given where she lands. Yeah, they'll go to Yale.
0: Both her parents did. You think so? Yeah, because Logan's the father.
1: No, no, no. I know, but you said oh. <laughs> they'll go to Yale. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe
0: not, but like I, I, I think that like, um, I actually. Pull back on that. I don't want to get, like, too prematurely into Logan, but I do feel like Logan, who was only given one choice. Bound
1: for Princeton.
0: (laughs) (laughs) in like, the same way that, like, Strobe was, like, so dramatic about it. It's very parallel. Mitchum, like, he, like, grabbed that boy around the throat and dragged him
1: through the plan. Well, I think that adds into the parallels between Christopher and Logan. Yeah. In a lot of ways. I know that it's meant to become full circle.
0: Well, when we get to the Logan episode... Which is incoming. coming. I have a, a lot, lot to say
1: about that. Coming fall of 2023.
0: <laughs> it is coming soon. Get ready.
1: <laughs> Just <laughs> prepare yourself <Prepare-y. laughs> as
0: I am a month in advance. Yeah. But I don't know if Logan would like take that, like not to get ahead of ourselves, but like Rory and Logan Like, they saw how hard that was on Logan. And even if Rory was kind of like, how hard are you fighting it? Like, I think at some point she does recognize that, like, he really only was given one choice. I think that he would then try to instill in his daughter's son, we'll say daughter, that she kind of, it's your choice, Ace. It's your choice, baby Ace. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I said that. (laughs) To like do whatever she wants and like make her feel like the world is at her fingertips because, like, it kind of is. Like, her daughter. I'm sorry, I thought up her baby
1: ace. It's your choice, baby ace. Oh, your God. 20s. What if they name their baby ace? <gasps> I would hate it. <laughs> Lorelei Ace Huntsberger. Horrible. Wow. Baby ace. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm obsessed. Sorry, go ahead. You can finish your thought now. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just just, needed a second.
0: That's like because like he's like super fucking wealthy and like the world is at her fingertips in a lot of different ways. I don't think he would ever then be like, you're going to go to Yale. I think Mm -hmm. he'd be like, as he says to Rory, like be a journalist, be a doctor, be a clown. I think he'd be like literally do anything. Interesting. Okay, The world is open to you, but it might be Rory. I don't know who's more of like, no, she needs to go to Yale. I
1: don't know because don't of know. where she ends up. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. But I think that really Logan interesting would be really one being like to see play out
0: whatever you want to do. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like in the same way that Chris true. is like, I'm rich. <laughs> I know. No, you're totally right. I think that he wouldn't want to shove his child through the same door that he was shoved through. I, I fully see that. You're totally right. But speaking of the boyfriends. You know, we kind of talked about this at the beginning that Rory's relationships with her partners and just her partners themselves all have very different relationships with education, yeah. you know, starting with Dean. I don't think that was something she ever thought about because she was 16 and it was her first, you know, high school boyfriend.
0: Yeah. And
1: even when Richard kind of brings it to her attention at the beginning of season two, she's I still really think she's like very offended. And she says like, he's very special dean is so special yeah i don't know why she says that but like she is,
0: <laughs> we um have different definitions of special rory
1: <laughs> yeah she's very adamant that he yeah. is special and has other skills which he definitely does but dean actually seems to be the one you know what i realized and like not to defend dean you like, love
0: doing that though
1: i sometimes do I realized that, like, in looking at it chronologically, like, Sadie Sadie is when, you know, Richard deeply lays into him about the fact that he, like, doesn't get good grades. So why is yes. he with his granddaughter? In Hammers and Veils, he says one of the most offensive things by saying, like, I don't I don't care about Harvard. I'm not going to Harvard. I could give a shit about Harvard kind of thing. And I'm like, like, it hit me today. I was like, oh, did you say that? Because, like, you were, like just recently deeply laid into about the fact that you're not going to go to a school like Harvard? Oh, Like, maybe. is that where this is coming from? Could be. I think it's really coming from the juvenile, like, spend yeah. time with me. Why yeah. are you not spending time with me? Yeah. Rather than, like... Harvard, I don't give a damn about Harvard. Yeah, it's
0: hard because, like... You would want your partner to be like you care about Harvard, so I care so about. So I what care, you care about Harvard, about. but he's which like he does get there at the end of like, the episode.
1: But like he's yeah. just so blinded by the fact that he just wants to hang out and watch a movie with his girlfriend to sixteen-year-old. <laughs> but like yeah. I always get down on him for saying that, forgetting that the episode before, someone he literally just told him that is like deeply laid into and kind of like. I don't know, just, like, really torn down. I'm not excusing it (laughs) it at all.
0: No, but it feels like maybe this is the first time that Richard is meeting someone that, like, doesn't have that aspiration and has not had that, like, instilled in them. And he's like, wait, wait, wait. Huh?
1: (laughs) Excuse me? People
0: like you exist? (laughs) Yeah. In my home?
1: The thing is, is that if we... Go back to that episode, Sadie Sadie. When Richard walks in and sees Dean for the first time, he has no frame of reference as to what Dean's education is.
0: Yeah. Just very tall.
1: He very instantly sees him as just like, hello.
0: Yeah. I think that maybe that's more of like a, they told Rory she can invite a friend and here's like a boy and like boys ruined his other daughter, not his other daughter, his only that's daughter, true. <laughs> his not granddaughter. <laughs> and,
1: and Lorelai, Lorelai speaks to that. So that's so true. But yeah. yeah, it was just so interesting that he like very instantaneously was like, hello. <laughs> Boy. I was like, Richard, man.
0: <laughs> but at this point, like, I guess like the thing with Rory is like it's hard to break her down as cleanly as like Lorelai or like Richard or Chris because it's like the whole journey of the entire show is Rory in school. And I think her ever changing mind consciously or not. About school, because at this point, when Dean is, you know, being kind of shamed, not kind of, he's being very shamed at dinner about his grades. Deeply. Rory still feels very much like encouraging of school, but not like pushing it onto him. She's like, he's smart. Like, he could do something like this. And like the same way with Jess is like, Mm. she's like, you're super smart. You love to read. Like, of course, like, like you could, like, throw all of these kids out of the water, like, I don't remember yeah. exactly what she says, blow, not throw. <laughs> he picks them up and just throws all the kids, he just throws them, <laughs> blow them out of the water. That, um, like, at this point, she seems like she has been encouraged by everyone in her life because she's really smart. And so she's like, of course, I'm going to take that and I'm going to encourage the other people in my life. Mm. and like Mm -hmm. use it as more of like um not like a shaming tactic but like a you're smart positive reinforcement
1: yeah no i i and i do think she she does do that with both dean and jess i'm curious if you think she does that with logan or if she feels like he doesn't really need it because he's at yale (laughs) <laughs> and like, it speaks for he itself.
0: is here. Um, I don't think that she's very good at encouraging Logan at all, actually. Oh. Because the thing that I want to talk about in our Logan episode is that, like, I think I'm more team Logan than Rory ever was. But Oh, sure. we will get there. I see that.
1: I totally see that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I think that, you know, kind of taking it back to Dean before we really get into Jess. Dean part one, she is that way. Dean part one and Jess, I would say. Yeah. But right before we get to Dean part two... She does get really upset with him when he decides to take a semester off from school.
0: But to go back just a little bit in like, I guess, interim Dean, like after they're broken up, he decides to apply to school because of Rory, which I think is a tactic to manipulate her, like, honestly, back into her life. But like, I think that he's like, if I apply to school... Now I have something to talk to my school girlfriend, my school (laughs) ex-girlfriend.
1: Yeah, I mean, he definitely, I don't know, it it could go either way. I do agree with you because I think Dean is very manipulative. But I do think he felt very, like, encouraged by her. I do think she gave that to him where she was like, you can fully go to To school like you're smart enough you know you can apply yourself and he did eventually apply to a state school and he got in and that's great yeah but I think then when he chooses to put his bookshelf when he comes to Yale his education like that upbringing in her comes out and she's like what do you mean yeah what do you mean you're giving up on school
0: well that's where this is the moment that I was talking about earlier it's like where her being like This like sense of the like priority of education being instilled in her like has now like become toxic in this like elitist way that Mm. Rory never really recognizes that she has. She's like, wait, what are you doing? You have to go to school. Like you Mm -hmm. can't not go to school. And it's like, where did you learn this from? Like, you are now fully becoming a Gilmore in this moment. Like, where is Logan in season seven to put you in your place right now? Like, because that's what's happening is like, Mm -hmm. Rory is becoming this person that she doesn't realize that she is and never fully comes to terms with because she's being insulting. Mm -hmm. Because Dean is trying to provide for him and his new family that him and Rory are about to ruin. Mm -hmm. And he's working in construction and he's working for Taylor and like... I love what he says at the end of season three when he's like Taylor's a really good guy because he like always recognizes when I have a need and like will help me make money. Yeah.
1: And for sure. There's
0: nothing to like frown upon. He's literally helping your mom build her in. Yeah. And now you're like, what you're not going to school? I know. <laughs> Rory, come on.
1: I know. It's so true. It's so true. I do think that it's it's this idea. And I think I even not coming from necessarily like I said, like the Ivy League, you know, upper elite Connecticut society. Like, if someone was like, Yeah, I'm dropping out of college, I think, like, while I was in college, I would have been like, Oh, really?
0: Yeah. But, like, Dean, but
1: Dean has a lot more
0: reason to it. Cause, like, yeah. Little Miss drop out of
1: college. (laughs) But also, I know. But also, I will say, like, if you don't feel like it's serving you, don't spend the money. Yeah, like it's expensive to go to school. It is expensive, even a state school. Like, even yeah. when I went to state college, like, student loans are about to start up. I still have a little bit left to pay off, but I still have a little bit left to pay off. And I graduated 10 years ago. Yeah. So, like, you know, it still does cost money, especially if you're, you know, in dean's position. Like, and you're, you're not really able
0: to eat dinner yeah. in exchange for thousands and
1: thousands of dollars. Exactly. So, You know, I think that if you feel like it's not necessarily serving you, which I don't remember Dean and Rory really having a conversation about like, yeah, I love going to college from Dean. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't even know if he enjoyed it. We don't even know if it was serving a positive purpose in his life. So, you know, for him to be like, yeah, I think I'm going to take time off. His reasoning is because Lindsay wants a townhouse and Lindsay wants this. And I mean, like, that's what leads into the whole storyline. Yeah, it was really
0: to vilify Lindsay, I don't it know if like was. I don't know if the writers so so clearly as we're like drawing it now we're like oh Rory's opinion on school has like become as toxic as like the people that she is surrounded by that like her and her mom like disparage.
1: Mm-hmm. I think
0: it was more of like let's vilify his wife.
1: <laughs> 1000%. But it's like get a townhouse, Lindsay. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Have your townhouse. But when we do eventually make our way into season 5 the two of them are together. Like, you start to really see the differences in their lifestyles now that she has gone to college and he's working and is in the process of getting divorced. And it really comes out in The Party's Over because yeah. Emily and Richard take things into their own hands. And again, their stance on education and really... um upbringing because for emily i i think she does value education but i think for her it's more about quote-unquote good breeding oh like that is her i know i know but i think that's what she talks about when it comes to logan like he comes from good breeding you know and with richard i think i think they can be a little synonymous but i think for emily it's about like the optics of everything and the good yeah. reading. Even if Logan wasn't doing great at Yale, she wouldn't care. No,
0: because she wanted Chris. Yes. In her life. Because she's like, I've never
1: thought much He's a Hayden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whereas I think that Richard like deeply values work ethic and education. Or the so perception I think... of it.
0: Because being a Huntsberger, he was like, oh, of course. The Huntsburgers. Like, yeah. yeah.
1: One thousand. DeGray. Are you related to De DeGray? <laughs> yeah. 100%. So... I think that, you know, with Rory I don't know. I think eventually she would have gotten there with Dean that it was just like this isn't working. But yeah. I don't think it was wor- it wasn't working because he wasn't going to college and she was. She they was were getting just an in education and he their wasn't. Life. Yeah. It was just in general they were in two different places. But, you know, it does suck for Dean to see her with all of these guys, these like it, at the it's male so Yale, Yale stark party too because it's and like, he's like I don't belong here.
0: Yeah, because he like rolls up in his truck and he's like, you know, dressed like he just got off work at Dozy's, whereas like all of these guys are wearing suits, standing outside. Boy, of he's his wearing mansion, a tiara, <laughs> literally looking like Audrey Hepburn. Like it's just like the stark like class difference here. Like it's beyond just like education. And she's just he's like, I don't belong here, do I? And she's like, Dean. And it's like, you didn't say no, ma'am. <laughs> You're muted.
1: Cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, but like you don't belong here anymore because this relationship is expired. Yeah. It's not that you. Yeah. And of course, like these are two completely different worlds. But like this relationship has run its course.
0: Oh, it was. Lo- it is. It is expired long ago. It expired
1: l- a long we time ago. We should have thrown
0: this from the fridge. Quite some time. Ago. Quite some time ago. It's but been sitting some... in the back of a fridge for a long time. Like it's those so sandwiches near.
1: that you tried to feed your girlfriend earlier when you didn't read her article. Oh, sorry. You said you and I was like, what? me. <laughs> I'm talking to Dean. When did I eat a sandwich? <laughs> no, but it's, you know, it, it's more about that. Yeah. But of course, it's framed from a stance of like, I don't belong here anymore. Yeah. I don't belong in your life uh, you are clearly like ushering yourself into a new chapter where these are the people that you're surrounding yeah, yourself with. These wealthy, well-educated people. Yeah, which again, is not necessarily a bad thing. It's just moreover like that's the chapter that Rory was entering.
0: Yeah. And I'll change that. I won't say well-educated. I will say Ivy League educated because yeah. well, whether or not these kids are going to class and are just staying there because which of
1: Which I really the think the is donations.
0: <laughs> I think it's genuinely debatable. Who knows? Because yeah. one of the biggest like ways that I blew up on TikTok was actually comparing the way that Dean and Logan reacted to Rory's article in this episode, because Dean was like, yeah, I've read it. All I know is that I read it. And then Logan giving her like actual feedback from the article and like the comments on this were wild. And I think that's kind of what we talked about in our first Mm -hmm. uh, episode. But a lot of people, the thing that they came back to is like Dean wasn't as like Not smart, but like he didn't have that background that Logan did. Logan grew up in journalism. Like Logan gave feedback because he goes to Yale. And now we're like shitting on Dean because Dean doesn't have like the same quality of education. He only graduated from high school. And it's like at the end of the day, you could say that that was the conversation that was happening. But it was more of that like Dean didn't make the effort to read this. It's not that he couldn't. Dean was smart. He could give feedback. He could say, I like the words you use, like i like the way that you described things like it was not a matter of dean didn't go to college so dean can't read and give feedback on something and logan does go to college so he can read and give feedback on something it was just like the consideration right. but that was the biggest conversation is like oh, like yeah. stop shitting on dean's lack of like secondary education it's like whoa whoa whoa
1: we're not <laughs> it's just like one of us clearly read the article and the yeah. other did not. Yeah, because, we're not saying like, Dean's stupid. <laughs> no, because we talk openly about how at the beginning of the series, Dean was reading alongside Rory, different yeah. authors. But like the two of them would talk about books and like pop culture. Like, yeah, this man was definitely not dumb. I think they started painting him as this like dumb, big small town boy in season two when Jess arrives on the scene. Yeah for sure that's really what it is because this was famously also when a lot of people were like jess would have read the article exactly but and it's like
0: they're like jess has always seen reading so of course jess would have read it jess would have written in the margins and i was like you guys jess would have hated this article first of all because it was about wealthy people jumping off of something that they built and then did only tested it with potatoes Mm -hmm. like come on Mm -hmm. (laughs) like even if he sure he would have read it he would have been mean and that's my opinion.
1: <laughs> well, it would have been very much like, you know, like you said, I do agree that it would have been like, what are you doing with these people? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Why did you write this
0: article? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we, we used to make fun of people like this kind of a yeah. thing. So I fully get that. But kind of ushering us out of the Dean and into the Jess of it all. What I find fascinating about Jess and his relationship to education is it's so different from his relationship with Rory. I think that with Dean, a lot of what we get about his education is in tandem with Rory's education journey. And even though Rory's going to Yale and like that is kind of the era that she's dating Jess in, what we're really seeing when it comes to Jess and his relationship with education is that he does not care for traditional education. It's more about his relationship to Luke, Yeah, I love. I love that. Yeah,
0: and that's the thing is like it's Lorelai had it instilled in her Lorelai instilled it in Rory like no one was doing that for Jess and like if no one's like teaching you that as you get older I mean Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that like if you have never had like a parent that has instilled education in you there's like no possible way that you could find that on your own totally not true that is Mm -hmm. the case with so many people who are like you know first generation college students who want to make that happen for themselves Mm -hmm. but like I also don't think that Jess ever had any interest in it beyond that you know like he loved to read but that never and like he was very clearly like a curious learner but like never cared to like formally find that anywhere because he's like the history teacher coaches football like what am I going to learn from them
1: totally and it
0: really isn't until Luke as you said that he finds any sort of maybe not value in it but like respect for Luke At least for a second. (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't last for very long. No, no, it doesn't. (laughs) But, like, I don't know. It's just so interesting to me, like, thinking back on the conversations between the two of them and how, like, Luke very deeply instilled in him that he, the part of the arrangement of staying here was that he had to go to school and he had to graduate. Yeah. That was the stipulation. But... Every time they have a fight about something, Jess kind of throws in his face that, like, Luke runs a diner. Yeah. And given where Jess ends up going, you know, with the Walmart thing, it's kind of like, but you also want to work. So why are you throwing that in this man's face? Because when Luke does go to the school initially to talk about um, Jess and how he's, like, not doing well in school, he finds out about the... Tennis balls, the baseballs, <laughs> and i've in teaching, I think that Luke makes a comment about, like, oh, you don't want to look at my file. It probably says, like, trade school somewhere in there. So, like, we don't really f- get the vibe that Luke necessarily loved school. And yeah. it's interesting that he then kind of really pushes that on Jess, despite the fact that, like, Luke says to him in that last blow up fight they have in season three, like, I'm employee of the month. I'm employee of the year. I'm because employee he, of the universe? Is of what the century, said. yeah. Yeah. Of the century, of the universe. Because he graduated from high school and he didn't go to college. He immediately launched himself into working for his dad and then took over the business and turned it into a diner. So yeah. like, he has an incredible work ethic, Luke. So to have Jess not really respect that given the fact that he doesn't value like traditional education and wants to be in the workforce is very interesting. But also for Luke to be pushing this narrative onto Jess that like you have to graduate from high school. He doesn't say you have to go to college. Yeah. You have to graduate from high school. That is like you must. Yeah. You can't work. You have to graduate. Yeah.
0: He doesn't value the fact that like luke who has a really strong work ethic so does jess like i jess gets employee of the month because he's like mr dependable he's the yeah. one who's always there and like is that simply because he wants to make money like is it because he like values putting forth this work or is he like i just need to do whatever i can to make money to get myself out of the situation because like mm-hmm. that's really the only thing that he's recognized
1: mm-hmm. because i
0: feel like this is where you know like the themes start to rub up against each other of like the conceit of the show is schooling and money and like Mm -hmm. here it is as he's like avoiding school so he can make money and get himself out of this situation Mm. but do you think that at any point because like luke who is like you have to go to school like that's it end of story that like he enjoyed school despite the fact that like Maybe he didn't enjoy it, like the education process of it, because it's like Butch
1: Danes. Uh, Butch Danes took the field. No, I really do think as we're talking about this, I think it's maybe that his dad was like, you cannot work for me full time until you graduate from high school.
0: Possibly. Yeah. We never learn anything about that, but I think that'd be very
1: interesting. Don't we learn something? Yes, we do. We kind of learn that like Luke was skipping school doesn't he say something about that? He was like, you know, I was probably here instead of going to school. Doesn't he say something? Oh, I like don't
0: that? remember off the top of my head. Probably. I'm remembering
1: it now as we're talking about it. Like, you know, I was probably blah, 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 instead of going to class. Oh, which is so ironic. Now when you think about it, if our listeners know, please, please tell us. us now. Yeah. Oh, my God. But
0: on like the topic, I guess, of Luke pushing Jess into this like place of like if you want to be here you graduate from school you go to school you graduate that's the that's the deal we're making
1: Mm -hmm.
0: do you think it's because it's like i don't know what to do with you otherwise like i don't know how to like have someone following me around and training you to do what i do i don't know how to instill any sort of like priorities in you because it doesn't seem like that's going to be an easy task for me i don't really i'm not really good at communicating or finding out what you want to do but you know who might the public school system i'm gonna I mean, push you maybe, over there
1: and like maybe, i don't know what to I do think i think it's because that was all he knew he was like i went to school and i graduated from high school and then i went into the workforce and that is the way that it goes yeah is it once again like we just kind of talked about this upbringing yeah you go to school you graduate then you work because yeah. that is very deeply what luke what uh, what is instilled in him because it's what he tries to instill in jazz but i wonder if it's less about that because he absolutely could have said, like, great, you'll work for me. You don't want to yeah. go to school? You'll work for me.
0: But do you think that Luke could have handled that? Because, like, part of this is, like, what's so interesting about Luke is he has, like, a very strong foundation of, like, business and how business is run from running a business, which we learn in the ins and outs of Inns when Lorelei is trying to start this. And he's like... Or even back to um, the end of the road trip to Harvard and he's like, I'll help you do this. Like, mm. But it's more of like because Lorelai already has the desire, the d- drive, the dream, <laughs> the three Ds, yeah. um, <laughs> that he knows how to help her because she has a direction, the fourth D, that... Jess doesn't have any of those things. And so he doesn't know how to, like, take what he knows and give it to him in any sense. So he was like, go find it across the street at the school.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yes, because I think, again, that's just how, like, the American society has kind of raised us all to believe that, like, you go to school, you graduate, and then you choose to, you know, that's how you figure yourself out. That's how you find yourself.
0: And, like, there also is, like, a level of, like, jobs that are just, like, barred from anyone who doesn't have, like, a high school diploma. But, like, even, like, it's getting Hopefully. to the point where, like, if you have a college diploma, sometimes that's not even enough at this point. So it's, like... Say that.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> truly. to 2023. But then there are so many, like, other careers and paths that you can take that, like, none of that is dependent on. Mm. hmm But... Where Jess ends up is interesting from all of this because yeah, he yeah. was so interested in books and learning and he had such a curiosity that he wrote a book and he's now has like a printing press, not a printing press, like a He
1: works company. for a printing press. But yeah. like it's really moreover that like Luke, and I've said this before so many times on the pod, Luke yeah. never a took lot on one second. Yeah. Yeah. On Patreon. I really have. That Luke never took one second to sit down with Jess and be like, okay, what do you want to do? Yeah. I see you not going to school, and he I He doesn't see, see it, despite
0: the fact that it's well, <laughs> through the windows across the street. <laughs> through the
1: clear walls. But I do think that he recognizes and acknowledges... He says this in, their, in a lot of their conversations. Like, you read more than anybody I've ever seen read. And he yeah. knows Rory Gilmore, so that's saying a lot. Yeah, <laughs> But it's like, you read multiple books. What's not clicking here? And so, like, I just don't think that Luke, like a lot of people, I mean, I... I explained kind of my situation growing up. It's just like that was the way they were raised. Education is super valuable. It still is. I'm not, I'm not trying to knock education, but it's like that was the formula. Yeah. You go to school and then you figure out what you want to do with your life. That was the formula. It still kind of is. But like... Luke did not know anything other than that. And he did not know how to apply that to a kid like Jess.
0: Yeah. I really wish that we had a better understanding of Luke's dad to like see where that came from. Um, They didn't expect that we were going to dive that deeply into it. Um, No, but
1: but I I do wonder if Luke had aspirations to maybe um, like go to college or like maybe be a professional athlete because he was Mm. so good at it. But he couldn't because he had to go work for his dad. And yeah. take over the business because his dad was so sick.
0: Mm. Interesting. And Liz but I dipped. guess if
1: he did, maybe uh, maybe that's why he pushed school on Jess so hard. Ooh, because did he was like, I didn't get to do this, so I want you to figure out what it is you want to do, and I want you to chase it. But then, like, why didn't he like sit with him and really figure that out with him? I don't know.
0: Do you think that any of it in the same way that like Lorelai instilled doesn't Rory because she wanted it for herself. Do you think that he starts to instill this in Jess because he wanted it for Liz? And so it's like now what he's doing is he's like, your mom fell off the path, but you won't. I won't let that happen to you. I won't let you end up in this existence where she's just popping from place to place to person to person without any stable sense of life. I'm going to be the one that instills that in you. You're going to go to school. You're going to figure out what you want to do. And you're going to have the sort of life that you deserve that your mom should have had, that your mom should have given you. And I'm going to be the one to make it happen. Despite the fact that I don't know how to make it happen.
1: I mean, he says to him, you will not drift. I won't let it happen. Yeah, Yeah, you're totally right. Because he does. And Nick and Nora talk about how much of a deadbeat his mom is. Like, they really paint Liz like she is an absolute, like, (laughs) like,
0: buffoon,
1: living on the streets, has no idea what to do with herself. And then we meet her and we're like, this lady? Um, (laughs) She's kooky. She's kooky. But, like, she's... Yeah, she's not kind of the, she's not the picture that I had in my mind. It's kind of like Rachel, like the way they describe them, and then they show up, and I'm like, oh, hello. Um, But with, yeah, that's a very interesting question to pose, Haley. I really, I really think that there's a lot of there there. But I will say that like Luke was super disappointed in Liz as soon as she graduated high school. She was out of here, is what he said. Didn't care that dad was sick. (laughs) Didn't care that the business was failing. Like it didn't matter she left she abandoned so it's just so interesting to me that like he then kind of ends up with a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy in jess that like as soon as the high school thing wasn't working out he's out of there didn't care that like well he told him all these things for then
0: you're gone
1: that's true he did say then you gotta go and we've posed this question i wonder what his plan was if he expected for jess to leave Or if he had a plan to, like, the next day kind of be like, look, I know that we got heated last night. Whoopsie. (laughs) LOL, sorry, buddy.
0: Oopsies. Well, Um, I think that's so interesting, though, if that's kind of where Luke's perspective comes from. Because then at that point, it kind of seems like Lorelai is the only one who, like, went to school for her
1: like Mm. when she went
0: to business school and like made it happen for herself because it always seems like not that like we can't go back to what her parents instilled in her but like Luke was pushing it on Jess as like a this didn't happen for your mom it needs to happen for you and like Rory is like this didn't happen for me so like it's gonna happen for you not that she didn't like completely make it her personality and fall deeply in love with it on her own Mm -hmm. but then Lorelai is like I'm gonna do something kind of different but entirely for me and yeah. for this dream that I built on my own. Right. Which is interesting because it's even so like when we get to like Logan like, I mean I think Dean was kind of on that path to like I'm going to do this because this is something that like Rory got me excited about. And then he falls mm-hmm. off.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
0: Logan is doing it because Mitchum has like a little leash around him.
1: <laughs> I know. tracking it's so Tracking true. him through college. So true. Yeah. And you know, the Logan of it all, Rory going to college, Paris, which we know, haven't we even didn't touched even touch on. on that relationship was deeply impacted by, you know, educational standards. I think that's something that we have to say for our episode next week there's just so much to say. There's oh my literally God. so much left to go on. I about. knew when we got on here, I was like, I have so much to talk about here. There's just, it, it, because like I said last week, like the educational component, that theme is like almost like its own character. Like yeah. it really does have such a heavy hand in a lot of the through lines of the character's journeys yeah. and the relationships with each other that I think I knew that we were going to Yeah have a lot to say about it so
0: speaking to fall like I feel like fall stories always kind of have like or not always but part of it is they have this theme of academia and Mm. so people are like why is Gilmore Girls a fall show and it's because school is focused on throughout the whole year so much but it feels like such a fall thing like it's like light academia is kind of like one of the genres that you could put Gilmore Girls in which makes it so cozy fall because Mm. even though back to school is fall time something about being in school Eternally, I kind know. of feels like
1: fault. Totally, totally. So we're going to be talking about that next week, and we also want to hear from you guys. We would love to hear about your opinions on what we talked about this week. We're going to do a little Gilmore to consider, yeah.
0: or any questions you have about the college years, about Paris, Logan, anything mm, that happens for Rory dropping out of school. Definitely include that, and we'll have a Gilmore to consider segment at the end,
1: and we'll have more to say on that in the next episode.